Welcome back to the Lakers Fast Break. My name is Jamie Sweet. I'm here with Laker Tom. I'm going to get rid of my zombie glasses here so that I don't look like a weirdo uh, any more than I normally do. Uh, what with my robot and all the jazz going on in the back. Uh, we're here to talk the NBA draft. Uh, Gerald had a great episode last night with Stone Hansen, which you should all listen to if you're interested in Stone's thoughts, which are really well-researched. I have to say right off the bat, I don't watch any non-Laker basketball, college, EuroLeague, pickup games on YouTube, you name it. I, I don't I don't participate. So uh, my opinion is pretty informed by what I read out there by other people. Um, I think Laker Thomas is pretty much the same. He probably does a little bit more reading mm-hmm. than I do. Um, but I, I don't research these guys. I don't go watch, you know, full clips of their games. You know, sometimes I'll watch a highlight reel at best, but there's not – that's not – yeah, none of them. And I did not really have any of them on my big board or anywhere close to my big board. I didn't even have a big board. And in fact, two of them, the, the two undrafted guys, I didn't really even have on my radar. I didn't even know their names before they were. Exactly. Out. Exactly. So, um, so we're going to talk, we're just going to have a quick discussion here uh, about how we feel about these draft picks, whether we think we could have done better. Um, to be honest, once you pick outside the top 10, it's a project, no matter what, right. in my opinion. Very few outside the top 10 show up ready to play in the NBA um, day one. Not that they won't get minutes. That's not the point. The point is, is this a guy you're going to put into a clutch situation in the playoffs? None of these guys are going to be in clutch situations in the playoffs. So they might help us win a game, you know, or two, hopefully, uh, next season. Uh, most likely they're going to spend a lot of time in the G League. So maybe not uh, Maybe not Jalen uh, Hood-Shafino. Jalen Hood-Shafino. The Hood throws me off because I I, it, I think it, it reminds me of the fish song. Harry Hood. But anyhow, I actually – I watched up until 27th in the draft, which is rare. I missed the first seven because I kind of didn't care. I was like, I mean, it's going to be one beyond it. Right. It'll either be Miller or Scoot two, and then it'll either be Miller or Scoot three. Uh, and then I just didn't get it turned on in time to see what happened four, five, and six. So I came in around seven. Uh, and it was, and this is according to ESPN as well, like, it was like kind of one of the least surprising drafts in history, right. kind of where everybody had kind everybody. It was kind of boring. Yeah, there weren't even that many trades. There was, right. And the trades were really just for different picks right. in the same, in the, in the same or, or drafts in the future. So. Nothing like, you know, Kyrie to <laughs> nothing, nothing like that. Nothing the three, like oh. the three, three team tired Kyrie and uh... no, no, nothing like that. And so I, I don't know that free agency will be all that much different. Um, I kind of think a lot of teams are just sort of curious and feeling out this half measure of the new CBA, which still hasn't fully been released. Uh, as we've talked about, not all of the provisions come into play this season. Uh, just some of the provisions come into play this season. Uh, some of the things that are going to be really tricky for, for us to talk about next year, like how all the new revenue streams are going to affect the cap. Um, but for all intents and purposes, the four guys the Lakers picked up uh, yesterday, including, uh, well, five guys, if you include the Exhibit 10 contract, right. we offered to uh, Alex Fudge, I believe his name was. You know, all of these guys... And you, you had an interesting point on my post. I'll share my post here that I thought was was apropos. 
that the guys we drafted with our picks probably aren't going to have much to do. Uh, but if we're still twenty year olds, you know, I mean, that's twenty year olds, right? Problem, They're like, you know? "Where's your comment? Here it is." What's really out there, or what's really odd, is the two picks went to twenty year olds who aren't going to do anything to help out right now, but are both big and physical, which I agree. Uh, I think that they're both like, what can we do with these guys to like develop a jump shot, develop yeah. some defense? Uh, don't, get, don't give him any guys <laughs> under six five, man. That's the answer. <laughs> I agree. The NBA is trending away from little guards. I mean, if you're like you know a knockdown shooter or like you know nobody can stop you getting to the rim because of your handle, that's one thing. Right. But the Mac Mac McClungs of the world are going to have a problem finding a consistent yeah. role because they're just too little. Yeah. They're, too, they're just too little. It's not, you're, you're going to get burned on defense over and over and over again. And not only that, it will be predictable. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so coach coaches hate predictable, predictable problems. And so little right. guys are going to have a problem. Uh, and I thought this was a valid, this is a really intelligent comment uh, that you put up here. Cause they, I agree. They are really like, this is like, can these guys maybe work? after even we trade AD, right? Like right. two, three years down well, the line. Those or, two guys, those two guys that we got, actually, when you think about it, what we did was we made sure we got guys who basically everybody thought would go sooner mm-hmm. because they're still trading chips. Sure. Yeah, they could be. Because, I, well, listen, we wanted to trade that pick for win-now players. Yeah. And it didn't happen because everybody's a little freaked out about the new CBA. And so I think what they did is they said, okay, fine, then they're not going to be draft picks we're going to do, but we're going to have good, young, talented players to make sure to hit an, a, hit an A or a B on each of these picks, and we'll be in good shape as we move into the next section. And then, you know, then they turn around, which is the second half of my comment, which is they turn around and draft two five-year college players. Yeah, who are both ready to play right now and in both play critical positions that we need defensively, which is interesting. One of them is a volume three-point shooter who's a yeah. dog on defense. Yeah. And the other guy is a center who blocks three shots a game and yeah. dishes out 2.7 assists. That's the guy. I watch him. I've been watching video of him. There's a terrific video of him leading the fast break as a center. This is a skinny white center going down the middle of the floor, dribbling the ball like he's – it's amazing. Um, I I really like the kid. Uh, He's a guy that also followed – he's the same agent as Austin Reeves, and he followed the Austin Reeves game plan. No, we don't want to to even talk. Teams looking to draft us in the second round. We just want to be undrafted. And the Lakers will – we want to go to the Lakers. It's like Austin. That's what his agent sold him, and he delivered. It was yeah. beautiful. It was beautiful. And, so, you know, know, and listen, you know, the 20-year-olds ain't going to see any playing time. I don't care how good they are. They're 20 years old, man. These other guys are 23 and 24 with five years of college basketball. Yep. They, can ste- they may not step in because we still want to trade to fill those holes. And I think we'll try to do that. But if we don't, these are the insurance that says, hey, can we just bring everybody back and we'll wait to the we'll wait to the deadline like Jamie always wants to do and pull out the trade then. 
I don't even. Uh, I, I often don't think we're even going to make moves at the deadline. Yeah, I know. Uh, but it, but you know it. It's funny. There's a disappointment because we weren't able to pull off a trade to upgrade the starting lineup. You know, we couldn't pull up that center or the big wing that we needed, so that we really have a better starting lineup. But we still did a good job of positioning ourselves with trading chips and getting a couple of ready-to-go guys. You know who are. Uh, I, I really, I really, Castleton is, I'm just really so impressed with him. Me too. And the other guy, the other guy's above me. He's shot 40% on seven threes a game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, college threes, but. And yeah. And, but that's still to take, to take seven of the game. You don't take that many shots unless your coach really says it's okay, because otherwise you'd be on the bench real fast. Well, that's, that's, that's one of the things about the college game, right? Is that sometimes a player has to subjugate their talent a little bit. Oh, because, almost all the time. Unless, right, because unless there's they a, are there's a, because there's a there's a better guy who is, you know, they're they're trying to make sure he gets his draft stock up. They're trying, you know, right. they're trying to help him out. The team is not just no, you know, not just the coach and not just the player. The team is aware like, hey, if 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 Joe has a great season, uh Joe could go in the lottery. Let's help Joe have a great season. And that's what a good yeah. team should do and does. So yeah. I then you went to all of the guys how, how Joe went the lottery and you know and right now I mean there were some surprises I, I was a little surprised uh, the dude from uh, from uh, was it Villanova no it was uh, Kentucky flew, fell down to oh, like yeah. 20, 25 something like that I was kind of surprised we didn't pick up uh, Jaime uh, uh, Jaquez Hakez. Yeah, I I really I'm, like Hakez Jr. I'm, you know, and obviously I'm biased toward UCLA players, but um, he's like the one guy I'd seen any amount of game on. I was like, oh, I'll watch a little bit of UCLA. Oh, he's this a savvy, really he's up. a savvy player, man. I know. He's kind of like he reminds me of uh the undrafted player on New Orleans, that little guard. Me and names are never any good. Ever, ever, ever. But well just I'll, I'll tell you, looking forward, it's going to get worse. <laughs> oh, I, I have no doubt. And I don't do myself any favors with my uh, with my with my life habits. So it was disappointing that we didn't get the big trade. But the thing that we've done well consistently has been get the right players for the get players that have good upside. Now, it was interesting that, that they pointed to Hood Shafino as being in the Austin Reeves mold. And in a lot of ways, he is very much a clone of Austin Reeves. When you watch him in the, in the watch him play, he's he's like a little more physical and stronger version of Austin Reeves with a better handle, better handle, a better passing, but less of a shooter. But less of a shooter, and um, not not as quick. But 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 that better handle really helps because he he keeps control of that ball in in heavy traffic and watching him play. I feel like we definitely got any, any definitely is a dead out, deadly mid range shooter. You know, he looks very crisp polished. Yeah, but he can't do it really well off the dribble. That's those are yeah. the things that like, so that's, that's right. So this is what he like, we're right. going to see these guys work. But he's got enough height. He's got enough height that he can just jump. And But he's not, he's not very athletic. He's yeah. not very athletic. Yeah. That's the other, that's why I kind of had a deal comparison to him a little bit where it's like, yeah, he's big. Well, but you know, when, he, aside from aside from the lefty righty stuff, D'Lo and Reeves' games are fairly similar. Yeah, they're both combo guards. They're both they're combo both. guards who can play off of the ball because they can shoot and or on, or on it on the ball and the ball and are great putting their guy in jail and getting inside and weaving weaving around. 
yeah. old Steve Nash just keep going everywhere until finally something opens up, you know? D'Lo tries to avoid contact more than Reeves does. Reeves yeah, searches oh, out Reeves, contact. Reeves looks, Reeves looks, Reeves looks for contact, and that's D'Lo. that's the smarter play in the modern yeah. NBA. So, yep. um, I don't know that uh, JHS is a worse is a worse first round pick than Lonzo. I thought uh, Lonzo Ball was not done any favors by the Laker organization, starting with his introductory news conference. And for every step. Yeah, well, Lonzo's been <laughs> along the way. And then he's also got bad knees. I mean, he had bad knees in college. He's got bad knees now. Bad knees tend not to go away. And that's yeah, I, I mean, you I, know, I, 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 I heard, I heard, what is, I saw a rumor that there was a trade being discussed where Lonzo was going to be included in the trade. Um, somebody was going to gamble on him for a year down the road that maybe he could come back. But here's the interesting thing. I, I saw, I saw a comp for uh for dhs's uh uh defects to be very lonzo ballish hmm. and and that that really is the type that's that's one of the things that's always appealed to me about lonzo is that he is a good defender three and d yeah. he really does both of those things he well, may not be any of the things in between those things no but More for the three and d if you want a prototype player man it took him getting off the Lakers to get that three down, yeah, though. Yeah. So he never could hit that well, shot as a Laker. And that's yeah, what I mean. Man, I think they just yeah. put too much pressure on the kid. He had the, the blessing Laker. and the curse of, of being the son of. Uh, <laughs> well, and just and, and of magic saying, like, your, your jersey's going up there next to mine. It's like, magic, stop with the hyperbole, please. You're, <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. killing the kid. You're killing the kid. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I wish you'd have taken Tatum. Uh, well, he was still would have been traded in for AD. It yeah, wouldn't have mattered. Right. Um, yep. Everybody but Kuzma would have gone. Now we could argue that we should have kept Kuzma, but that's that's a whole other. Right. It's all it's all water under the bridge at this point. Uh, yeah, I, I heard that about uh, Cam Zangerstein. Uh, that that's the reason he fell so far. Uh, I wonder how. I mean, if it's as bad as like Brandon Roy's degenerative knees, or is it something that's like manageable, like how Sam Bowie and Bill Walton's degenerative knees were so it's either you know are you greg odin and you can't stay on the court or are uh, brandon roy you can't ever get the knee right and now it would seem lonzo ball um and that's a problem if you're coming out of college with with a, a question mark that big already it's you've got a whole big other hill it ain't gonna get it. easier it's exactly it's gonna get easier <laughs> you get more physical and more trying that, that you're, you you're know, playing I... twice the number of games closer together with you know more flying none of those do people with bad with pre with yeah. pre with preconditioned injuries any favors so that's one of my big concerns about lebron i would almost tell lebron like you're just going to play at home you're not going on any more road trips you stay home don't fly don't just get treatment on road trips have and you ever had a have you ever had a major injury uh you play actually not, I, I've, not, torn my, I've torn my Achilles playing basketball twice. My left no, one no, one nothing like that. I, the worst, the worst I ever had is I broke my wrist skateboarding, but I was like 13 and I bounced right back. You know, I, well, here's I, the funny thing about it is that you, even though mine were 10 years apart, uh-huh. and they both happened playing with the same group of guys, huh. and and I still was fearful of getting injured again. I knew yeah. immediately what happened. Right. The first time, the first time I thought somebody kicked me in the back of my leg. Right. The second time I said, "Oh, you know." I knew. Same one both times, or both of them different. Uh, Left and right. 
So both both got a chance to go yeah. last night. That's that's well, at least they're even. Yeah, as, as the doc told me, he says because back then they didn't do anything. You know, they didn't do anything like they do now. Back then, you just put it in a cast, and you know that was it. That was it, man. Rehab, man, rehab. Yep. Uh, and don't worry, you won't be able to tear it again because you won't be able to jump like you used to be able to off that leg. <laughs> thank, thank you. Yeah, you know, it was thanks, like... thanks for your expertise. Uh, anyway, Tom and I, I think, are pretty much in agreement today, which is that the, the moons and stars must be in alignment. Uh, we both are of the opinion that the 20-year-olds we spent actual draft picks on probably won't see much floor time. And I won't be surprised. It may get, tra- it may get traded very easily. It may get traded. I, I Listen, you know, guy. the other team says, hey, I want, I want three picks. And we say, okay, here, here's one pick, and we're going to give you two guys that were, you know, equivalent to it. We might have to give them Christie, you know. It just depends what we're getting back. I know for if it's Biles Turner, you know, yeah. I'll give him the kitchen sink. If it's uh, if it's a Bogdanovich, one of the bugs, uh, I don't know. What a- I don't know how much I'd give for that, you know. It just depends. Um. I uh, yeah I don't know about it, the kitchen sink for Miles Turner but I would do a reasonable trade for Miles Turner. Uh, yeah. Well, we need th- we need size we need size and shooting and the minute you say that you have to go back and look at the Miles Turner and Buddy Heald combination. Yeah, I would just do Miles. I don't think we need Buddy. I would just as soon keep Malik on the cheaper deal. I would be willing to try that too. I would rather package Bamba, uh, Mo Bamba, yeah. and. Well, the problem is, is that we've have all of these options, but people don't realize that that most of the options eliminate other options. You know, if you take this option, no, like once you, you do, we, Bamba can't, trade. we can't bring back Delo for twenty million, and trade Beasley and Bamba for a twenty million dollar player. No, we, we can't. We got. We can do one or the other. Yeah, and we could do one or the other and sign a twelve million dollar guy with the non tax fair mid-level exception but but you can't combine those two things where you get two 20 million dollar players or, or we're in trouble this is Raphael from nbadraftjunkies.com and you are listening to the lakers fast break check out what's been going on with the pop culture cosmo show and the pcc multiverse i don't feel like that people have done that as much especially with this international release you can get out there right now I know you can get it out there, but it, it feels like this time last year, people have just been like, oh, you can get you the Here's cell phone version you know? that was taped somewhere where it's like, you know, <laughs> shell shaky has some dude or some family that's walking right in front of you as they're climbing their seat with the popcorn already in hand. You oh, know, come on, that, really? yeah, that version is already available. Yeah. But I mean, like with a mono I, sound. There you go. Oh, God. Yeah, that's that's the worst part. You only get sound in the left ear, yep. not the right ear. <laughs> Something like that. You can find that version already if you really want it. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. I think that the problem that we're going to see here is that, well, two, one, Laker ownership's proclivity to not go high they're not going to go past the second apron it's just not no, it, it, the it Warriors is are gonna, no hard cap in the sense that it so owners not, can go over it and nobody's going to go over it no that's not true i think that there will except be except maybe the Warriors. the Warriors <laughs> will go over it we'll see brooklyn go over it at some point um 
I won't even be surprised if for like a season or two, I think that's what it'll come down to. It'll come down to people. It's an ownership gambling on, is this our year? Cause you can handle that. Right, well, gambling on, are these the right 15 guys? Because you wouldn't be able to change those 15 guys. That's the problem. Yep. You can next summer though. You can, well, you can, you can work out, you could send out draft. You got one last, you got one last chance. You get, but that's what I'm saying is that like you could say for a year or two, this is our team. We're rolling with this team. We're not going to make big improvements. We're going to do little tweaks, all the, the only little tweaks that we can do. We're not going to worry about the draft. Pay our 150 to 200 million dollar in taxes. Pay our 150, exactly. Pay our 150, 200, maybe 250 in taxes. And Hope we don't we care will. about the, and we don't care about the draft pick because we're not going to play the draft pick anyway, right? Like we're, we're playing the market value there, of the franchise. There will be teams that make that calculation and roll with it. I'm telling you. And well, so I think I think it'll be they different. designed the CBA to prevent that. So it'll be interesting to see. I I I'm but a little more make, optimistic than you are, Jamie, that 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 it'll actually work. I think it actually will. I know the Warriors have come out and said it won't, but the next day they traded Pool. <laughs> you know, that's it's a lot of money they just got off of. Uh, Phoenix might go over. I don't know if they'll go over this year. I think that's why they got rid of Chris Paul. They don't want to go over that much. Um, it's an interesting thought, though, Kim. Uh, it could happen. I'd like to welcome uh, Ox1947, uh, Joe. Hey, Joe. Uh, AKA Sin Blades. Can I call you Joey Sin? Is that is that a bad is that a bad nickname, Joe? Let me know in the chat. Say yes, say yay or nay. Uh and whatever. Let's see. Clippers, Gold State, all there now. Yeah, but they're gonna I see that there are limitations. I'm not saying there aren't limitations. What I'm saying is that they're livable limitations. That they are if you if you Well that's that's the that's the ad that's the adjective I don't agree with. All right. Joey Sin it is. Thank you, Ox. Thank you, Joe. I like Joey Sin. Uh, I, I think I, 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 I can, I can just see some teams willing to bet on a core. That's all I'm saying is that if you assemble a great, like Milwaukee, even I could see Milwaukee being like, do we got, can we get, if everybody's healthy, that's the question though. If everybody stays healthy, and that's a hard question for any team. I think they're going to lose Brooke Lopez, man. I think they're going to lose Brooke and Chris. Nobody's going to pay. I, I was surprised Middleton opted out of his 40 million. Uh, yeah. He has got a, some, somebody's agreed to give him some money. I just feel like that's a, he's, 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 he might, I mean, the only thing he's got to be looking at is like, okay, I'll drop down to 30 and it'll be like 30 more years for three or four years. Right. Yeah, that, yeah. that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Well, you, the older you get, the more you're looking at the total of contract value rather than what you're getting per year. Right. I agree. So you made, uh, you made X amount of money. And if you can add Y to that, let's do it. Yeah. But I, you know, I just <laughs> it does turn down forty for three for three years at thirty. You know, That's I agree. A Joe. Million dollar profit. I agree. Joey Sin does sound cool, uh, especially if you say it wearing like dark glasses. Uh, hey, ah, I'm Joey Sin. Boo ba zang. <laughs> uh, anyway, I won't be surprised if our two way contracts are guaranteed, much like Austin Reeves was yeah. by the end of summer league. That you know, if they, if they have a good summer league, if they have a good summer league, guarantee well, we, we have, you know, if Gerald wasn't so cheap and would offer us hotel rooms and room and board over for the, you know, for the next couple of weekends in July, you know, we could all get together and and have have a great session live. Wow. I love how I love how you put it right on Gerald. 
I guess he lives there. Well, right. yeah, it does. You know, I why mean, can't we just, why can't we just like move into his little? Well, he probably, you know, you know how these Las Vegas guys are. He's probably got connections at all the casinos. He can probably get us comped. Oh, he can man. probably get us comped at two or three places. <laughs> you know, you know how you know how all these Vegas guys are. Oh, yeah, of course, you know. I mean, well, you look at Gerald. You know, you don't. We we don't want to talk about his nickname, but it, you know we'll, we'll leave that for another session. Wow. Okay. Let's now we're just throwing, now we're throwing Gerald under the bus. He's not even here to defend. No, we never throw Gerald under the bus. Gerald is uh, Gerald is the uh, maestro of this whole thing. You know, he's the he's the podfather, as Sean likes to say. Podfather for sure. I think there is a deal. If uh, and where else would the podfather be than Las Vegas? Uh, Vegas, right? Exactly. Well, you know, maybe Chicago on the south side. Yep. Um, but seriously, no, I actually have been thinking about going up there for one of the weekends. I once had the pleasure of catching a Laker Vegas game uh, prior to going to see Fish for three nights in a row at the same <laughs> arena that they played the preseason game. It was the last year that the. Pau Gasol, Lamar Odom. I'm sorry. It was the first year that it was the year we beat Orlando for the NBA title. And you could tell even in that summer league game that that starting five plus Lamar, that's that core of six was pissed and focused because I had never seen the Lakers dominate summer league. Like they did in that game. Like Mm -hmm. that starting six was like, even everybody, everybody, it was just like the defense was there. Everything was there for summer league. It was like Kobe said, like, if anybody slips, I'm going to come to your house and murder you. <laughs> and so nobody slept. Everybody's like, okay. did, did you, you live in Long Beach, right? Uh, Los Angeles now, yeah. Oh, okay. You used to live in Long Beach, I guess. I did, yeah. Okay. Um, did you ever go to the summer leagues in Los, in Long Beach? Oh, yeah. I loved, I was I, mean, I lived and grew up in those, I mean, oh. it was well before your time. It was but, amazing. Man, I used to spend every summer down there. Uh, the last one they ever had was uh, was was the Bynum one when Bynum was picked and he yep. came in and dominated summer league. I was like, oh, we got like an interesting player here. I know. And then then we kind of mishandled him at the pro level, but you know what? It, it, he ended up being you know it it, it, it worked out f- enough for him. Yep. Unfortunately, you know. <laughs> no, and, listen, Andrew is one of those guys that uh, he could have been. He could have been one of the. Gerald couldn't get cops if he's working at oh, oh. oh, Joe, come on. Joe, come on. Uh, well, you know, I mean, a, a guy with a name like Joey Sin, she should probably have connections in Vegas, yeah. too, you know? Yeah, not the, that's only if you I want mean, to get the, married. The, the, roots are all, the roots are everywhere. I mean, there are a lot of them in Vegas, but they, they reach out to to Temecula and and all small towns of the California, you know. Listen, Joey Sanoe has connections to people who want to get buried in the desert under a fake lawn. Uh, that's where you're, that's where you're going to end up. It's, well, you, uh, then you don't have to water it, man. I, sh- I should say it's a synthetic lawn. Synthetic lawn. Um, anyhow, right. yeah, uh, Trump, Trump ruined the word fake. You can't use it anymore. It's you know. No, at this. So Kim Williams, this is exactly what I'm saying. Uh, that. If you assemble a core and you're willing to pay, you don't care about your picks being frozen. You don't care about not having some of the spending tools because you're rolling with this as is. You know, you build it for a year or two and then you take it back apart. And if that, but that's on ownership if they want to pay, as Tom said, $150, $200 million tax. uh, uh, Well, a synthetic fake, you know, what's the difference? It's, It's not, 
I, I understand. Uh, uh, well, you know, they're they're actually growing <laughs> meat in a vat now, chicken in a vat. Well, and also it's very back. expensive. That they're selling it to gourmet restaurants. That it's three times the regular cost of the chicken. Joey sins. Joey sin not uh, mincing words on uh, on his on his fake grass. Okay. Well, I only I only deal with I only deal with real grass, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. What else do we got to talk about? I got to get ready to go play a concert here, so uh, I don't know that I have too much time. I so real quick. Not surprised. First off, want to thank the great. As Gerald likes to say, the greatest Laker chat that's ever existed on the planet. Uh, things of that nature. Uh, and I agree, it is a fantastic chat. So thanks everyone for participating. But it isn't if they're already on the team before you go up, uh, Zanger. That's, so if you assemble the team and then you're over the cap and everybody's under contract, you're, you're done. Because you can sign your own players. So like if you draft, let's say we want to do this in five years with the guys we've drafted. If they're on your team, they're already there. You can extend your guys over the cap. And that's, I guess what I'm saying is if you're trying to do it, like how, like Denver could keep most of their team together if they want it and go and blow past the apron. They could keep Bruce Brown. They could keep Michael Porter Jr. When his they just team. have to make sure that they want to stay there. That's the issue. They have to, right. And well, that's the other thing. If the player I mean, wants they to can hold them for seven years, pretty much. You can hold yeah. them for seven years now. You can give them right. a three-year contract and then give them a four-year extension. Right, exactly. And when that so, rookie extension expires, they're gone. Most of them are – you better have a reason for them to stay right? besides yeah. money because right. there will be other people if they're any good offering them at least close to – you can offer one more year and a, I think, 7% raise instead of 5% raise. <laughs> Oh man, I liked my Gerald impersonation. Uh, Bruce Brown is most likely gone. I agree. I'm not saying that he's gonna stay or not gonna stay. I'm just saying that if Denver ownership was willing to pony up the cash, they could keep this team together as is above the second apron, and it would yes, it would limit their. I, moves. I don't think they there's could... any any. I don't think there's any desire or ability of their owner to do what what the Clippers and the Warriors have done. Now, I think the Clippers will just deconstruct their team a little bit. I don't think... Well, the Clippers have already pretty much signaled that they're not going to give maximum raises and long-term contracts to those two superstars. Why they're, would you? They're going to have to understand they're going to have to take some sort of short-term deal or they're going to just go another direction. Um, yeah, no, I don't think... that. Yeah, they can only offer Bruce Brown. But that's the problem, right? I, and I, I see what you mean there, Zanger. In that there is a there are mechanisms in place to kind of prevent it, but right. again, ownership and players could come to agreements. Shh, 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 keep it under your hat. Whatever you know, I, I well, just won't be surprised. I think San Antonio got the number one draft pick. You know, I don't know. They just lucked into it. Oh yeah, right, sure. You believe that you are, you know. No, it's just the way the balls bounce, Tom. Yeah. Boop 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 again. And a third time. Boop, 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 boop. Well, seen it twice. It's, it could happen a third time. You know what? This must be gospel. Uh, anyway, so I won't be too surprised uh, if some team or another blows past that second apron and, and lives there for a consistent amount of time. Um, I will um, be. I will be. I, I think it's going to be a pseudo hard cap. 
Yeah, it, well, it is a pseudo hard cap because the it, uh, not this season, but next after next, next season, yeah, after next season, that's when the triple tax comes into play. The frozen draft picks, the the more the more draconian. heinous the more heinous draconian punishments come into play. Um, but again, it's not a true hard cap. They can choose not to. So I'm gonna yes. I'm gonna say that for as many times. Oh, we'll as call it a pseudo hard cap. I like that. Sure, term. sure, that's fine. Uh, yeah, Bruce will get at least the MLE somewhere. I agree. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, he's done actually... my big four for the ML, uh, for the non-taxpayer MLE. Well, then who would you pick, Rui or Bruce? Oh well, no, you, you still can get Rui. That's not a problem. Well, you can't do Rui, Austin, and Bruce. Yes, you can. No, you can't. No, I I've run the numbers. You can. Then you're saying you can bring both of those guys. You can bring both of those guys back and sign. You can bring both of those guys back plus Lonnie and sign somebody for the end for the non-taxpayer MLE full amount, twelve point four million. So then you're saying, okay. So then the question is Bruce or D'Lo, right? Well, yeah, D'Lo's is always a separate question. D'Lo, you D'Lo, you you can do D'Lo or. If you know you can still do D'Lo, twenty million. You have to hold these things to line. For example, you you can't give Rui more than fifteen. You can't give D'Lo more than twenty. But if you do that, you can then still bring in somebody for the non-taxpayer MLE. Um, you won't be able to bring somebody in for the BAE. You won't. There's just not enough money. You run out of it then. But you can get that non-taxpayer MLE and. Either a big trade using using Beasley and Bamba or re-signing D'Lo, one or the other. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers, well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. I would probably do a big trade with Balbo and Beasley if I could, but in reality, well, ideally, do a big trade and and then use the non-taxpayer MLE and and get a point guard or you know I think we should get a center. But you know I like Nas Reed. I still think he's gettable. I think I he's going to be too small. I think he's going to be too small in the playoffs. And I think if I, you have, if he were our only center, if he were our only center, yes, but he has excellent. He he does a great job with steals and blocks, and the and he is he's two hundred sixty four pounds. He's hard to move. He's got a low center of gravity. Yeah, but I feel like if you have Hachimura, that's the same. You're doubling up on the same guy. Um, Hachimura is like an inch shorter and like five pounds lighter, but a better shooter, a better playmaker, a better everything, better at everything else, basically. I, I, that's how, that's, um, but, that's but Rui can't really, he's not as physical in the paint as Nas is or as athletic as Nas is. Um, Nas has more of a, has a, has more of a motor. 
Um, Rui's making great progress, and and had he played in the regular season as well as he played in the playoffs, you know. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, right now he's still penciled in as a starting as a starter. But his role changed in the play in the his role changed in the playoffs, right? Yeah. And also his role changed after the after we got Vando. Vando took his starting spot because right. Vando's motor and right. ability to but influence then his the game. offense his offense basically eventually put Vando to the bench. Only because of matchups. Right. Well he played in, he played in the first two rounds. He played in the first two rounds as the, yeah. we put him on anybody who we wanted to stop. It wasn't until Denver where there were multiple playmakers and multiple shooters at every position that that strategy became. Well, I, you know, it, again, I think we have to be careful not to overreact on what was really a lot closer series than it ended up being, you know? Um, and no, I don't think you yeah, should. Yeah, it, 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 while it showed, while it showed things that we certainly need to improve upon, um, those are areas that that we were aware of and you know and you just just the players that we got to fill those two needs beasley basically and bomba because of injuries or performance just didn't fill those needs and that's you know yeah but the idea was good the strategy was sound and you can't hit you're not going to hit all six or seven players that you can make a move on you know and we you know and and just like you said there's strong arguments in in both Beasley and Bamba's cases to hang on to him at least through the trade deadline. That's See, that's know, which is what I think will happen. That's yeah. what I think will happen. I think that a lot of teams are going to be looking at camp well, and think of the power you're going to have if you got cap space to skin a contract at the trade deadline. This, well, that's going to be San Antonio, and that's going to be OKC, and that might even yeah. be uh, Orlando, depending on what who yeah. they bring back. So those three they teams, got all those big deep rosters with all those young players and those. If picks. you have, there will be, and that's going to be a new. The, everybody's like, oh, the spenders, the spenders, and spenders. Yeah, it's going to cost another, you some of your draft capital right there. No, but that's going to be the next. That's the, the other strategy, right? You can be a team that keeps a twenty million dollar chunk of cap space open right. every every year and say. Mm-hmm. I'll take some draft picks. I'll take a. I'll take an overpriced. Well, except you have a you have a unique situation heading into next year, <laughs> where this trade deadline and next summer. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Every year, though, every year, if you were the, like, so the Spurs operate. Well, I mean, now we're about, in a transition year because all because the owner's penalties start after start next summer. But even when the penalties come into play, if you're the San the San Antonio Spurs functioned yeah. about twenty five million under the cap wow. all season. There's always been there's always been a market for dumping salaries. So if you have a 20, yeah. 20 to twenty five million dollar cap defi- deficiency, you're under the cap by twenty to twenty five mil. You can absorb a player back and send back just the TPE. Right. No, well, not then, only that. If if you don't spend that money, you're going to have to give it to the, your players anyway. To be honest, you got to hit the minimum salary. You got to hit the minimum salary, or else you got to distribute that money. But that's, that's not like a penalty. The, that's like what the. That's the, not a penalty. Yeah, it's it's like the the Pacers giving that big raise to Miles Turner. They would have had to spread it among six or seven players, but why not give it to Miles? Make him even happier, you know, and he'll sign a lower amount for the extension going forward. Also, something that works with trades on down the line. Yeah. So that's 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 what I mean. It's gonna be interesting to see how people build teams going on, and I'd be curious to see if the TPE 
counts dollar for dollar against the salary cap or if they maybe say like it's a two for one so that you can help reduce salary with a tpe because right now it's a one for one if you get a tpe it still counts for your cap just like a wave players deal does well, just like a retired player does. hopefully hopefully we're i mean we're it's it's funny there's like no public knowledge of of there is no document that's out there that people can look at this point in time but the experts now have a copy of that document and they're pretty much released most of the thing i think most of the really significant things that are included in the cba because they're obviously there may be things in there that we still don't know about that you know could affect certain situations anyway i gotta get going i gotta play a gig okay. uh for for gerald glassford i'm jamie sweet this is uh laker tom and i come join us on lakerholics.com uh we've been talking draft and next and week we'll talk trades. about the big trade we'll talk no we won't i mean we, we'll talk about the imaginary big trade uh mm-hmm. nobody will get traded until july anyhow tom it's, there's the now we are in the uh we're in well, the wrong well, we could trade for we could trade for lots of guys tomorrow okay oh, all right <laughs> uh no i mean they're under contract i can't i can't with this i can't it's, it's, it's every day every day there's a trade that could happen hey, that's true I'm, it's true I'm, I'm trading everybody right now uh anyway uh for gerald glassford i'm jamie sweet right here at the lakers fast break <laughs> Oh, no, for real. Anyway, thanks, everybody, in the chat. Uh, we'll be here next week. I'm sure Gerald and uh, company will have more shows. I can't stress it enough. Listen to Gerald's talk with Stone Hansen. I mean, he's not a big fan of the JHS pick, but I think he's a bigger fan of just about every other move we made. And he has just – he's it's very well-informed insights. He's a he's a smart guy who does his, who does his research. So uh, check out that interview that Gerald had with Stone from last night. Uh, I've already listened to it once and kind of had it on background again because I just thought it was interesting to hear how he thought this our number 17 pick isn't really a good fit for the team now. But I do think he could be a good fit for the team on down the line. Thanks, Angerstein, Johnny 2K, of course, Joey Sin, uh, Ox1947, Kim, who was up uh, uh, popping off and uh, popping on earlier. I forget your last name, Kim. Kim Williams. Thank you, everybody, and we'll catch you next time. Adios.